Welcome back to another episode of the College Football Overdrive podcast. I know you guys haven't heard my voice or my esteemed colleague's voice in a while, but I am Fred Purdue. I am one of your hosts. I'm joined by Rick Brown. What's going on, Rick? Freddie P. Been a minute, man. Been a, a good little minute. I mean, we missed a we had a we had a whole happy Easter we missed. We spring break. We I, I was spring breaking. I was really spring break. I, I kind of went back into my 20s spring breaking. But, you know, hey. yeah. And then we, you know, we had this whole spring game thing. Uh, so I've been I've been in the lab. You know, I've been in the lab, went into the dungeon. And as one Aaron Rodgers says, go into the dark dungeon. Uh, yeah. Did you yeah. rediscover yourself while you were there? Or uh, you- yeah, I kind of I, I rediscovered some things that I thought. That I I didn't really want to see, but uh, mm. yeah, maybe maybe so. Uh, uh, huh. uh, so huh. so yeah, we got I, I got to see some some spring games that we I saw I've seen we have some we'll be talking about some some big names some heavy hitters and there were others but there's only I'm only one person you know what I mean and understood understood oh, and I'm, you know I wanted to I wanted to go down to see my guys but you know that that weather down south man that weather was. crazy. I don't know what happened down south. I don't know what I mean. They got it for the old and the new. Twenty five inches of rain. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was real bad. So I was like, Nah, I'm not. T- I'm not gonna test the the weather gods and all that kind of stuff. So, but you know, we're back. We're back here. Um, watched watched a few spring games. Got some some foot some real football in because you know once this is over, we don't get any real football for a few months. I mean, we get talking time you know uh, media days and things like that but this is the last real bit of college football we get before everybody goes into recruiting time um player-led practices and things like that so it is and look man let's <clears throat> let's get let's 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 let the people know um pay some bills first of course, of course. Pay, pay some bills, pay some bills, man. Of course. Uh, let's. You can go find the show on Twitter at CFB Overdrive. You can find myself on Twitter at Fred Purdue CFB, where I was kind of, kind of going in on on my own team a little and some other things. You know, some some NBA playoffs. I might talk a little NBA every now and then, but I'm I'm strictly here for the most part to uh, talk some college football. Rick, where can they find you? Because they have, I have questions. I still have questions. <clears throat> Okay, okay. If you want to find me, I ain't hard to find. It's at Rick Brown 91. At Rick Brown 91. It's not hard. If you want, if you, but, 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 as I told y'all before, if you come at me, if you come at me kind of stupid, the same energy is coming back at you. It's like a boomerang effect. But no, you know I love you guys. I know. Look, look, this is the spring, so I ain't messing with y'all right now. I ain't messing with y'all, but speaking of the spring, let's jump right into it, man. Let's go near and dear, team to your heart. What those Canes looking like, man? Tell me about the Canes spring game. So, Canes spring game, first off, um, a mixed bag because you you have guys out, right? So... We out of start, injury, out because of injury, out injuries, because they're mostly injuries. Mostly they, injuries. They're arrested. Uh, they we don't have uh, any criminals on oh. this campus anymore. We are not Alabama, where we have guys acting like they are ghosts from power. If you oh. don't know what I'm talking about, oh. you might want to go get you an account of some some streaming company and go watch some power. And um, 
you'll find out. But yeah, there we don't do that here. We also Bro. don't have um um Arsenal um we don't have basketball players that do that kind of thing. Pew pew, you know. We don't do that either. Ooh. So yeah, shots fired at Alabama, but um yeah. Out. Both, yeah, yeah. Just shots fired. Literally, <laughs> figuratively, actually, but you know, um, but yeah, we don't do that here anymore. Um, but at the U, we did have some, uh, we had some guys out, some a lot of guys out actually. Uh, former Alabama transfer Javian Cohen, he was out, he tweaked his knee, and I say that in air quotes, he tweaked his knee. Uh, in position, pre-game. say it again, position, uh, offensive line, uh, left guard. Left guard tackle. He says he wants to play tackle. We'll see. Um, he'll, but he was out. Um, the whole three fourths of the D line was out. That is Leonard Taylor, Jafari Harvey. Um, we did have a freshman that showed some real, real promise. And I've been, I kind of mentioned him earlier, uh, a while back, but he, he's a problem. He's going to be a problem. We'll definitely see. Inez Cooper. Uh, tackle as well as Jared Harrison Hunt, who was a, a defensive lineman. Uh, he is also out. He was also out in this game. So we had a lot of guys down on both lines of scrimmage, and it showed. It really did show. Um, Tyler Van Dyke, quarterback, was just he officially there were three sacks, but there were some, there was a lot of offensive line issues. Uh, he could have been destroyed on about three or four others. Uh, other sacks he threw a couple picks that pro- or balls that probably should have been picked off some receivers maybe batted the ball down played a little db or overthrows or in just not not things you want to see but you know these are third and fourth string offensive linemen out there also what did you want to see uh what were the big questions coming into the spring and do you think miami answered them First thing I wanted to see, I wanted to see Tyler Van Dyke knock off the rust and let me see the Tyler Van Dyke that I saw uh, two years ago. And to a degree, you saw that. He looked sharp in the first half. Uh, If you take away the offensive line issues, those things you you have to account for. Um, And I also wanted to see how this offense under Shannon Dawson coming over from uh, Houston is everyone thinks you're going to get a pure air raid. I don't think so. I think you're going to get a little bit of what you got last year with the power run game, but also you're going to get a lot of that, that heavy passing game too uh, from it because he's, because we know Mario Cristobal, he's an offensive lineman. He wants to run the football. He wants to be physical. Uh, I saw some things I didn't expect. They opened the game with a uh, touch pass, a la Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill in the NFL. And it it was some razzle-dazzle to start with. Lots of downfield passing, shades of Rhett Lashley a few years ago. The only problem is the offensive line was definitely not good enough with backups in to handle what was coming because Lance Goodry – who was Marshall's defensive coordinator last year. If you remember Marshall, what they did to Notre Dame, the the heavy blitzing. I haven't seen a lot of heavy blitzing in a while, but um, from this from this defense, I haven't seen pressure from this defense in a long time. But they brought the house early and often and said, back in, hey, we got to, um, you, you better hold up in man coverage. And I, it made me smile. 
It really did. <clears throat> so overall? Overall, I would give this, there were no real injuries. So that's number one, my biggest concern. I don't want to see injuries. Um, offensively, I think this team needs to, the receivers have to get better. There was a commit, four-star uh, wide receiver, Chance Robinson, who uh, hails from St. Thomas Aquinas, six foot two, 190 pounds, and he looks every bit of it. He is a stud. He committed uh, at the game, so that was great. We need a lot of help there at that receiver spot. Um, but overall, defense won easily. Uh, offensive still came out and struggled a bit, but I think those kinks can be fixed as time goes by and that offense starts to gel. I just don't know what to expect because we don't you don't see this offensive line together yet. Injuries or guys being held out, whatever it is. I give it a C plus, maybe a B minus. Lots of room for improvement. But I'm also a hard grader. So spring games are for more for fans. I know we want we want to throw the razzle dazzle and things like that. But I think this team has a lot of room to improve. Okay. 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 Let's move to the middle of the state. Ooh. Let's go to uh Gainesville. I know you checked out the 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 Florida Gators. <laughs> Don't get me in trouble. Don't get me in trouble. I'm not gonna get you in trouble. Okay. But tell me about them. Uh, what um what did they what were you looking for? going into um, spring and out of the spring game and tell me what you saw. So what I looked for for this team was the quarterback situation. There's a quarterback battle here. Graham Mertz, uh, the Wisconsin transfer came in and Jack Miller, the Ohio State transfer in year two. Something about those those Big Ten quarterbacks. What do they have that these SEC and down south quarterbacks don't have? Who knows? Um, but Graham Mertz, the hype is overhyped. Uh, he has a funky release. He is very, he's very much a statue. And if you can't run the football and you're a run heavy team and you don't have a ton of weapons, I have questions. And I, let me preface that they cannot run the football inside. They struggled mightily. Um, I wanted to see where this offense was going after last year because they were very pedestrian, very pedestrian. Um, Jack Miller is probably going to be their starter if they don't go for looking in the transfer portal for somebody. This offense is is literally um, Trevor Etienne, if that last name sounds familiar. That is Travis Etienne, the former running back at Clemson, his little brother in year two. He is the guy. It's get him the ball and pray as of right now. Um, Trajan um, Trajan Webb, freshman running back, love it. Love it. That's going to be a nice duo. If they can run the football, they have a chance. The defense looks fairly fast, a little bit faster. But then my, my question is, are they fast compared to what they already have, or are they actually faster because the combine told us that those Florida guys are pretty slow. And that's why those guys weren't really 
able to run with the rest of the SEC. Um, but overall, uh, those were the two questions I had. I wanted to see quarterback and the next step for this offense and where is it going? Where is its identity? And I think it's going to be um, ETN and pray. <laughs> A whole bunch of ETN and pray. That doesn't sound too promising for Gator fans. Definitely not, especially when it was 10-7 going into the fourth quarter. And we know spring games, that's where you score a ton of points. You better score 20, 30, 40 points. It was 10-7, and at the end, to not have a tie, Billy Napier, head coach, uh, put a second back on the clock for a last-second kick to break the tie. Uh, This game got a lot of flack on Twitter. Gator fans were not happy. They were definitely not happy. And it wasn't like the defense was just killing it. Although they did have, and I say this in air quotes, nine sacks. Can we, we know how spring games go. You can't touch, you breathe on a quarterback, it's a sack. So I'd probably say they probably had four sacks, which is still a lot, but nine is a bit inflated. (laughs) <laughs> okay gator fans do you agree with fred um let us know uh let us know fred give him your handle again at fred produce cfb i'm here for the smoke and at rick brown 91 and uh or go to um go to cfb overdrive at cfb at cfb overdrive all right since we're in the state let's finish out this state with the big three <clears throat> No, no, I'm not talking about FAU folks or or I'm not talking about FAMU guys. I'm talking about that other school in Tallahassee. Oh, Let's I thought talk you about... were saying UCF because you know how they feel. They, you, I'm just saying. Never mind. Who? Never mind. I th- uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, you oh the largest school in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. I thought oh. you when you said big three, I thought you were talking about you know, UCF, because, you know, they, they claim national champion. Never mind. I'm a, don't, yeah, they don't, did. I don't want to get in trouble. Let me. Let me they did. Out. They did. They did. They did. And I was really talking about FAMU, but I'm not going to. We're talking about FAMU another day. Um, let's talk about FSU. And they made strides last year. You, you could see their defense really coming together. They looked like they had found their quarterback. And so what did you think, what did you, what were you looking for going into the spring and what did you see? I wanted to see the weapons on offense. Jordan Travis made a leap last year, but he needs help. I think he found it. We know they have Johnny Wilson, six foot five, six or six foot six, six foot seven receiver, but he needs somebody on the other side. Kentron Portier. Oof. Made a a big, he's a 50-50 guy. He's going to be your go up and get it and when I need it guy. I think he's going, he's emerged. He had a play on the sideline, one-handed, falling backwards. I mean, what, you know, what we used to, we call it, you got mossed. I don't know what the kids call it now, but I know you got mossed, sir. Um, Yeah, (laughs) yeah. He, uh, Mr. Portier, it looks like he is emerging and, I love it because not for, you know, if I'm being objective here, I love it because you need a quarterback to have weapons. We know they can run the football. We know Benson can run the football. We know uh, CJ Campbell, who also be uh, is going to be a weapon. They have four running backs. 
Uh, CJ Campbell, also Rodney Hill are going to give some depth. And I know people don't, a lot of fans don't look at running backs as weapons if, they, if they're not catching the football. Uh, but when you have depth at running back to that degree, it's really going to help. Um, Benson and, uh, and Tola Feely uh, are going to are a good one to punch, even without uh, Treshawn Ward, who transferred out. You still have two other guys who can just step up. And I think that's going to be huge because their offensive coordinator, uh, Akins, is a he's a former offensive line guy. So he's a former offensive lineman. So you know how it is when you have an offensive coordinator who's an old lineman. What do they want to do? They want to run the football. They want to be physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they don't care about quarterback. They could they could run wildcat for all they care. But he he really has emphasized being physical up front. And Jordan Travis continues getting better and better and better. Uh, he did throw a pick. It was a bad pick. He stared his receiver down, and he was late. And he got in. Kalen Deloach picked him off. Who and he also had a forced fumble, but uh, on the one of the running backs. But ultimately, for me in this game, I knew the defense was coming. They have a really good defensive line. I'm not worried about their defense after last year and them not losing a ton. Jared Verse coming back. Their def- their front seven is going to be dominant again this year. I'm just going to say it. I hate I hate giving these t- this team props, and you know how I am, uh, being the resident Miami Hurricane here. But objectively speaking, they're going to be really good up front. Offensively, if the creativity is there, the offensive line gels, which among their top eight offensive linemen, they have over 1,300 snaps. Oh, wow. They went, they went through the growing pains. And they have over 260 total games played. Or it's crazy. It's it, uh, it's crazy how many starts these guys have. It, it's cr- it's absolutely nuts. And of course, you know how the trans with the transfer portal and all of these extra years, Florida State's been stacking a team, and they're just they went through the growing pains early, and we all laughed, but they might be a problem, a real problem. Uh, defense, you said front the, the front seven is going to be hell again, um, or is going to be hell like they used. They they do they remind you of FSU's defenses of the past? They do, they do, and you may not see the big names per se. Kalen Deloach is one of them. He's a playmaker. Uh, Jarrett Verse is a playmaker on the on the edge. He's not a he wasn't recruited. By them, he was an Albany transfer. He came back after getting a first-round grade. That's never something you really, you rarely ever see that. Uh, but they, you may not see the big star-studded names, but as a collective group, they're long, they're fast, they're physical, and everybody, everybody rallies to the football. And it's really and it, and they look for turnovers. They're looking for they're not just looking for the big hit. They're looking to turn the football over. And when you have a defense like that, it's very very good things are going to happen for them. Hopefully, hopefully not on November 11th, but every other game. Go. <laughs> uh, one last question on FSU. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what about the kicker? Huh, they didn't really they didn't so <laughs> they let's wide left, wide right, I hope. Um no, they didn't really kick many field goals in that game. Um they didn't really we know how special teams are. Um you just don't see a ton of it. Um 
mainly because of injuries. You just want to avoid injuries. So there were not a lot of teams throughout any game that I got a chance to, to check out that really had a live, any kind of a um, – uh, any kind of a field goal, although Kalen Deloach actually – no, I take that back. No, he didn't. Um, there was not a block punt, a block field goal in this one. There was not a block field goal. That's for later. Okay. Okay, okay. Well, FSU friends, are you excited? Is 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 this a year of the comeback? I mean, well, I guess it's, last year was a bit of a comeback for you guys. Ten wins is, is a ten wins is is pretty pretty damn good. It's something you used to do regularly, but but is this the year? Is this the year that you get into get back into the playoffs? Huh. Okay. Let us know. Let us know. You know the handles. Okay, Fred. Um, let's go. Since we said FSU, let's stay at the same conference. Let's go to a team that had a quote unquote down year, maybe. Ten wins is a down year. I mean, let's talk about Clemson. Conference conference champs and ten wins in the, for a season is a down year. Boy. Hey, but, but look, <laughs> look what that look what Dabo has done. And in the playoffs and Challenging for championships and not so much last year. Yeah, not so much last year. But if you really watched what Clemson did, they won. They came back and did things really well down the stretch. I think, of course, the DJ situation last year at the end, not going to Cade Klubnik, that may have hurt them early. Explain um, explain that to the people who may not know okay, about so, so DJ Uyunglele now no longer with Clemson transferred to Oregon State now, uh, but he was the starter for last year for the last two seasons quarterbacks as quarterback starter for the last two years, and he was supposed to be the guy. He he really was. I thought he was going to be the guy. I thought he would be a really good prospect coming out of high school. Uh, he him and Bryce Young, the possible number one overall pick in this year's NFL draft. Uh, actually played against each other, and I, I was on record as saying DJ's going to be better than him, and, yeah, I was wrong. I'll say that. I'll, I'll own it. He, I was wrong. Um, but uh, when you see 6'4 and 240, and he look, he has a cannon for an arm, and you don't anticipate him having processing problems where he – it's like watching DJ Yui on Galele for me was like watching a computer with a glitch. It, it processes everything, but it's like two seconds behind. So – it's just like everything's late, and for he's not a terrible quarterback, but you, it's almost like you got to tell him where to go with the football, when to do it. I don't think that Bo expected that, especially after what happened with Trevor Lawrence. You haven't had Trevor Lawrence. Trevor went down, uh, and then he came in, almost won him a game against Notre Dame, and still we had we had high hopes for DJ, and DJ just DJed. He did GJ. He did DJ. I mean, it is what it is. But down the stretch, uh, when DJ struggled, we and I said he would probably – Cade Klubnick, the five-star number one quarterback, would come freshman. in. Ta- freshman, true freshman, right? True freshman, true freshman. Come right. in and take DJ's job uh, around about week five or six. And it didn't happen. Dabo just said, no, I'm just going to stick with my guy. I get it. You may need that guy later. You, you can't really kill his confidence. But when losing a game – losing games – 
losing a couple games down the stretch. Key games. Key games, very much key games, put you out of the playoff. And who knows if you would have won those games anyway with a freshman, but you got to give them a shot, especially give your team a shot in the arm. Um, you hung your team on your your team hung their hat on defense, but Brent Venables went to Oklahoma, and well, the defense wasn't the same. You lost your coordinators; offense wasn't the same. You don't have the playmakers that you used to. The set the days of Sammy Watkins and New Hopkins and Mike Williams and guys like that; those days are over with. Travis Etienne isn't walking through that door, so you have to be a little bit more creative. That's that's the difference between Alabama, Georgia. USC back in the day, Miami back in the day, Texas back in the day, they re, they didn't just simply reload the talent. They reloaded the coaching staff. And if that those two things aren't happening and you're not using the transfer portal and you're not using NIL really, yeah, Clemson, ah, Clemson has issues. But nonetheless, um, Kate Klubnick, fast forward to, to, to now, Kate Klubnick is now the unquestioned starter. Uh, but he had a bit of a struggle. Now I have to preface this, okay? They had they had injuries as well. Center uh, was out. Starting center was out. Uh, Will Putnam he was out. Uh, he was attending his brother's wedding. Uh, also, Will Shipley, their stud running back, he was out for precaution. You're not playing top guys. It is what it is. Um, but K. Klubnik didn't look great. I mean, they threw 60 passes, a few, a little bit over 60 passes. Um, but overall, he went 18 of 33 himself for 190 yards. He also threw a pick six. Uh, that's not good. He had another pick where it was a tip ball. Mm, I'll get that's that's it's somewhat his fault, but not really his fault. But he just didn't have this coming out party that everyone is expecting him to have. And it concerns me a bit because he really didn't light it up last year either when we were calling for him to be the starter over DJ. So Clemson has some has some questions to answer and they need to do it quick, even if Garrett Riley, the brother of um, USC head coach uh, Lincoln Riley and your your TCU Horn Frog offensive coordinator has come over and he's brought this air raid. But. I don't think it's a one-year fix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think, after seeing what you did see, and it's too soon, We're it, it's spring. I mean, things mm-hmm. change. We we haven't even really got the pass on really, really. It started hitting, but at this point, can they duplicate 10 wins? I think they can. Um, it's just because the ACC is the ACC. Yes, the ACC is the ACC, and I think the defense is going to be really good. They have some some contributors, five star uh, freshman defensive lineman Peter Woods is everything he has he has been advertised as. He obliterated everybody he went up against, throwing guys to the side, pushing the pocket inside. I am. I knew he was a stud, but you know when you're in high school, it's a little different because you even if you, the best guy you go up against is probably not a five star, right? But when you when he goes in and he's he's 
already in the rotation and he's going to take somebody's starter job or he's going to get somebody's off some offensive lineman cut <laughs> or losing their job because there should be no freshman who's six five, 300 pounds that should be doing whatever he wants. <laughs> he's a problem. He's a whole problem. Um, but on the other side, another name, everybody I want people to know is Khalil Barnes. Uh, made me think of a, a former Clemson Tiger of yesteryear, Isaiah Simmons, who was the do-it-all safety linebacker, linebacker hybrid. Uh, he had a pick, and he had a pick six where he tiptoed down the sideline. Uh, he was everywhere. They used him in the nickel. He's going to be a problem if he continues to develop. Just saying. Defense looked nasty, real nasty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about the two time defending national champion, Al- <coughs> sorry, <coughs> Georgia. Put some respect <laughs> on that day. I'm just joking, Bulldog fans. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just messing with you a little bit. Um, I, I, I know you checked them out as well. Uh, what were you, what were you looking for this spring, and uh, what did you see? So I was looking for the offense. I know the defense is going to be an absolute terror. Uh, but the the offense is definitely a, a, a work in progress. At least I thought quarterback was – they have an open quarterback competition right now. Carson Beck and Brock Vandergriff. Carson Beck is a transfer from Northwestern. Um, he looked like the typical Georgia quarterback, a game – I hate – and I hate calling Georgia quarterbacks game, game. – I hate calling them game managers because Matthew Stafford wasn't a game manager. Aaron Murray wasn't a game manager. Um, And you learned wasn't a game manager. You learned it wasn't a game manager. So, for me, it's but for me, they all feel like game managers. Jake Fromm wasn't a game manager, but. They just all have this stigma about them. Uh, but Carson Beck looked really good. Uh, he was 13 to 25 for 175 yards and two touchdowns. Offensive line looked good. He had one pick, but um, it wasn't a bad. It was it was his fault, but I think you can clean that up. Uh, Brock Vandergriff is more of the the dual threat runner type. He he didn't look all that great. I think this is going to be easily uh, Carson Beck's job. He looks more like the veteran who's been there a while, who's played somewhere else, had an opportunity, maybe didn't work out, but he's not a terrible quarterback. Georgia has all the pieces still, and I think they got a few more. Um, Running backs galore. (laughs) Running backs galore in this offense. Our guy, Lad McConkey, still hanging around, still making plays. Our guy Brock Van, uh, Brock Bowers at tight end, still the best tight end in America. He's Might still be, around. Yeah, he, he ain't uh, even around like twenty years. <laughs> it feels like it. he's only a junior. I mean, <laughs> that's crazy, right? Um, they have our, our guy from Lakeland High School, uh, Arian Smith, had a big touchdown on a reverse. Uh, he still he he's got and and for the for the for the ESPN announcers, he's from Lakeland, Florida. 
Just saying. Just saying, guys. Come on. Come on. Give us get I, I'm not a I'm not, you know, a dreadnought or he went to Lakeland High School. Let me stop. Let me stop. Put some respect on that high school too. Right, right, right. Seven. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, we okay. You getting a little too? Uh, yeah. Well, no. it's a seven state championship. I, I, I get it. I get it. But we we're not praising them that much. I'm not, uh, yes, we are. No, I can't. You put some respect on that name. No. See. See. No. See. That, that <laughs> we, see. That's you. You. Okay. Pull the curtain. Back. Can we pull the Can we pull the curtain back real quick? Pull, pull, so, yeah. Yeah, Pull it yeah, back just yeah. a little bit. So I'm a so I went to for anybody that is from the state of Florida, we all know everyone knows who Lakeland High School is. Uh, we also know if you're from the state of Florida or from the central Florida area, you know you've more than likely heard of Kathleen High School. It is like it's a basketball big, school. It, it or it used to be anyway. See, see well, that's what it was when I right, moved to Florida. You're right. You're right. You're you're right. You're right. I, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not dealing with you right now. Um, but but it, this crosstown rivalry is very similar to Ohio State, Michigan. And if you are a fan of either one of those, you understand. If you know, you know. And so I can't. There's only so much Lakeland I can deal with. But I'll always because it's not a rivalry to the other school wins. Didn't we win? For a while, and for can I finish, please? Okay, I'm sorry. And for a while, <laughs> it was as one-sided as FAMU, BCCU back in the day. Dang, the shots. The shots fired. Or, or BCU versus FAMU in the in the knots. <laughs> um, t- uh, 20, what, oh, 2009 through... 2017, something like that, 18, 19, yeah. something like that. But so it was, it was one sided. But every now and then, them dago red devils come up with a flow and a skull. And hey, hey, Kathleen, Kathleen, former head coach, Irv Strickler. What up, Strick? Rattler. Um, is the only, I believe. Yes. The no. only, only. No, only? no, no. Shout out to Coach Joe, Coach Joe. Way back, way back. No, to beat him twice. Mm. Yes, beat him twice. Yes. <laughs> I was on both of those staffs, by the way. Shout out, Coach Street. The, the the only so, but anyway, but no. If you know Lakeland, that that. So I'm gonna give love to Lakeland because it's Polk County. It's. It's uh, I can't even think of the area code no more. Eight six three. Eight six. Shout out eight six three. Yeah, Polk County. You've been gone too long. That's what it is. You've been <laughs> but okay, all right. Uh, so Aaron's doing okay up there. Yeah, he's he's doing. He's the deep threat. He's he's the the let's bomb him deep. He's that because he's a track guy. Ooh. So yeah, he's that guy. Okay. Um, oh the 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 so. I gotta, I gotta put it out there because it's, I think it, it's already happened. So let's just get, let's just rip the bandaid off Georgia. I'm sorry about this one, but um, freshman defensive tackle, uh, or I'll call him defensive lineman. We'll say D lineman. I hate, they hate being called just one thing nowadays. Bear Alexander, five former five star. Um, he is in the portal now. 
he made big time plays, big time plays, um, very very big time plays uh, against throughout last year. Twelve played in twelve games, gave TCU hell in the national championship game. In that, I mean, I'm sorry, the blowout. I mean, the are they still recovering from that? I thought I heard that was a national a natural disaster. Let me not do that. Let me let me not do that. Right? I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be mean. Um, sorry, TCU fans. You can come see me. You guys will never – you guys aren't winning a national – if that was your one chance, you're not getting the game. But uh, that was a natural disaster. That was a complete beatdown, right? Uh, but he's gone now. Um, he was unta- unhappy with his playing time, and he's expected to transfer to USC. I'm not going to say anybody tampered, but um, you know how Jordan Addison got there. So, hey, it is what it is. Uh, so Georgia loses one of their top linemen. Uh, that doesn't matter. Georgia's front seven looked really, really good. And um, I think Georgia's going to be fine. Uh, one player, don't stop, no show. So also, players to know for um, for the for in this game. Tight end was a – tight end is a big strength for Georgia. Georgia. Uh, Brock Bowers, of course, had uh, is the big name. He's the big fish. But Oscar Delp and Lawson Lucky, both really good tight ends. I think they're going to get a lot of time now, especially with Eric Armstead. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Eric Gilbert and and Darnell Washington moving on. I think those are going to be some key pieces that you're going to want to know about. Um, Makai Muse also at receiver. He he looks like he'll be the return man, also one of the to one of those backup receivers who has been making plays. He was a former walk-on. Uh, Zed Haynes as well as Lad McConkey coming back will be their receivers. Georgia's offense is going to be fine if Carson Beck is what we saw in the spring game. Um, just be a point guard. That's all. You don't have to make. A, you don't have to win. Win it all. Uh, be a solid anywhere between what. 15 of 15 of 20 for 200 plus yards, a couple touchdowns, let the defense do the rest. I think Georgia will be definitely be fine. Uh, their schedule, which is just poo-poo terrible. Um, Georgia's, Georgia's has, has a poo-poo terrible schedule. And they could eat, I think they could repeat, honestly, because of this schedule. So Georgia. I'm not too worried about them. I think we're gonna, we're gonna we might not get what they got. They gave us the last couple years where they were just absolutely uber dominant. But I could easily see this team being a playoff contender. Um, Tennessee has some issues, and I don't see Tennessee running running the table even with a new quarterback. Uh, but t- but Georgia with their schedule, UT Martin, Ball State. South Carolina, uh, UAB in their first four. Uh, South Carolina mixed in there. That's their first real test. Auburn's not really a test. Kentucky's not a test anymore with Will Levis gone and company gone. Uh, at Vanderbilt, not afraid of Vanderbilt at all. Florida, they're not the Florida that you guys remember. Mizzou, mm. Ole Miss might be a problem, but we saw what they did to them last year. Uh, at Tennessee, they could be a they could Tennessee could be a problem if that's the one test they have. And of course, Georgia Tech, I'm not worried about Georgia Tech whatsoever. So 
that wraps up our spring blitz part one. We actually do have we have some some big games coming up these in the next couple weeks. So we'll be talking spring games for a little bit longer. Um, we I know we have Coach Prime in, in Colorado. Their showcase is, uh, is next week. So we'll be all over that one. Uh, we also have a few. We'll, we'll recap some of those other ones from uh, this week as well that we didn't get to, USC, uh, TCU, and others. We'll recap those as well. But the big fish out there is definitely uh, Coach Prime. I will be in the bill. I will be at least watching that one. I'll be front and center watching that one. Uh, I'll be tweeting out things as well. Speaking of Twitter, make sure you go follow the show on Twitter at CFB Overdrive. Make sure you follow myself at Fred Purdue CFB and go follow Rick. Give him the smoke. Give him the smoke, Gator fans. Let him know how you really feel. Uh, Bethune Cookman fans, go ahead and give him the, all the smoke he wants as well. Uh, let him know how you guys feel and how bad you're going to beat him uh, next year and how bad his team has been. Uh those, those Rattlers, no, those Rattlers were really good last year. So, well, let's hopefully they keep it up. But until next time, folks, this is I am Fred Purdue. This is the College Football Overdrive Podcast for Rick Brown. Stay safe and peace.